move here now. I was driving alone to my Las Vegas hotel when I heard it. I recognize the voice. It responds when I ask for guidance, always delivering short, succinct phrases. This time, however, I hadn't asked. You've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted, minds are blown, and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leia's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. At the end of my trust trip, I rented a room from a friend in Marina del Rey and spent half my time there and half my time in San Diego, crashing with another friend. All of my stuff was still in storage since both rooms I was staying in were fully furnished and I wasn't in either place enough to have a reason to drag everything out and try to incorporate it. I felt that it was fun bouncing around between cities, but it was time for my own place again. At the time, I was still active in the spiritual cult that I shared about in another episode, and the leader was based in Los Angeles. So for ease of attending the weekly meditation sessions, followed by yoga that he held, I decided to look in LA. The first place I decided upon was in downtown LA. It was a top unit, so I'd hear the least traffic, and it had a really great view. Biggest bonus was it was just seven minutes from my spiritual teacher's condo where he held the 6 a.m. meditations. The current tenants were moving out in three weeks, so I put my deposit down and waited. Three days before I was to move in, the apartment complex called to say that the tenants decided not to move and I'd need to choose another unit. I looked at every other unit they had available or had coming available in the next month, and all of them were in undesirable locations, like right next to the elevator, facing the parking lot, the ground floor facing into another unit, and then the ground floor facing the trash dumpsters. None of these were appealing. Since it was their tenants who decided not to move, they returned my deposit and I continued my search. I investigated other places downtown. The rest I looked at though were too run down or there wasn't covered parking or it was just too loud to work from. I really liked the Marina Del Rey area. So I decided that a 30 to 40 minute drive to downtown once per week wouldn't be that bad to be in a place I really loved. 
I found this great newer complex that had covered gated parking and came with high speed internet included, plus all appliances, including the washer dryer in the unit. This isn't always the case in LA. One place I moved into there had no stove or refrigerator. The occupants of this building were almost all freelancers and they hosted networking meetings and even had Friday afternoon mixers for the tenants. It was perfect for me. The units were a little small and the price was about 400 more a month than I'd wanted to spend, but it was less than a mile from the beach and with all the other amenities, I took it. It was Friday afternoon, 10 minutes to closing, and the girl had me fill out the form to hold the unit, took my deposit check, and said we'd fill out all the other paperwork the day of possession. She gave me the date, and I was on my way. Since the tenants had just put in their notice, I would have to wait a month until they vacated, plus another three days for them to clean and touch up paint. I was so excited about this apartment. Once I moved in, I could walk to the beach, I could walk to Trader Joe's, and one of my favorite Italian restaurants was right across the street. The day before move-in, I called to see how early I could come in and fill everything out, since I would then need to drive down to San Diego where my storage unit was. I wasn't gonna move in until the day after I got my keys, but I wanted to get in and measure to make sure all my furniture would fit before pulling it out of storage. The person who answered said I was not the one scheduled to move into that unit. Baffled, I checked my paperwork. I had the right unit number. I asked to talk to the girl I'd worked with. They said she was out and had actually been out for a month because of a tragic accident that happened to a family member. Now, I had seen the girl slide the paper I signed and my check under her blotter. So I asked the person I was talking to if they would go to her desk and look under it. They did and they found them. I had not been processed into the system. They said she had probably planned to do it the next morning first thing since she'd been scheduled to be the opener the day after I'd come in. But after I left, she'd gotten the call and hadn't been back to work since. I tried to play hardball saying that they had a signed piece of paper and a check showing I had placed my claim on the apartment before the people who came in that were scheduled to move in did, but they said that with it not being put in the system, it was never on record for them. And so they had to let the other people move in. So there I was, I'd spent almost six months looking for places to live in Los Angeles and two places had weirdly fallen through. Granted, the first one was for a reason I would think happens frequently enough, but the second one, that was very unusual. Additionally, by this time, I had removed myself from the spiritual cult. I still had a lot of friends in LA, but I began to think Los Angeles might not be where I was meant to settle down. 
So I started looking for a place in San Diego. A few weeks later, a friend called me and said she had an extra ticket to Suzanne Evans' business event in Las Vegas, and did I want to attend? The event was just three days away. She lived in Las Vegas, but a bunch of people were already staying at her house, so I opted to get a hotel. The event hotel was sold out, and apparently there were a bunch of other events in town that week because the only affordable hotel with rooms was all the way across town from the event hotel. I had my car though, so I booked it. The first day after the event, I was driving to the hotel that I was staying at when I heard, move here now. There was no one else in my car, but I recognized the voice. It was the voice that responds when I ask for guidance, though it doesn't always respond. When it does, it delivers short, succinct phrases. This time, however, I hadn't asked. I ignored it. I loved living in California. I didn't want to move to the desert. The next day, driving back to my hotel, about the same place as before on the freeway, I heard, move here now. I rolled my eyes, not this again. I reasoned that because the voice had only said it twice, if I could get through tomorrow without hearing it, I could pretend like it didn't happen. The next day, on cue, at about the same place on the freeway as the previous two days, I heard, move here now. I cringed and then I groaned. I had decided that if I give, was given the message three times that it meant I was being guided. With the energy of a two-year-old's temper tantrum, I sat in my hotel room and wrote a list of what I desired and a place to live. I included things that were out of my budget in California, but I thought that if I was gonna need to move somewhere, I knew almost no one, I needed a fabulous place to live. I wanted a townhouse with an attached garage that was spacious and had two bedrooms. I wanted a gated community close to the airport, but not in the flight path. I wanted giant closets, a sunken tub, an online fitness center, and all appliances to be included. I also wanted a nature view and a leasing office that would receive packages for me since I intended to continue to travel frequently. And I topped it all off with wanting my original Los Angeles budget of 2000 a month. I was convinced that the power behind the voice would not deliver or could not deliver everything I wanted. But just in case, I thought I was definitely securing my stay in SoCal. 
by only allowing one day in Las Vegas to find my ideal home. I extended my hotel stay one more night. Well, was I ever wrong? I started my search in Henderson because from when I had lived part-time in Vegas years ago, I recalled it was the nice up and coming area. But after looking at a few places, I was drawn to look in that area that I kept getting the message on, the drive across town. I took the exit off the freeway where I'd gotten the messages and asked my GPS to find nearby complexes. I looked them up online and saw that one had two buildings with townhouse units. I later found out these townhouses had started to be built as private units, but the real estate crash left them unfinished and the apartment complex had bought them with the land they were going to build on. So they finished them up and rented them out as if they were apartments, but they were complete townhouse units. They had one available, which the leasing agent said was actually pretty rare. Not that I was surprised to hear this. The place I looked at not only had everything I asked for, but the garage was actually a two-car garage. Both bedrooms were master bedrooms with sunken tubs and large walk-in closets. The top floor had vaulted ceilings and... Both of my neighbors worked outside of the home, so it was super quiet during the day. If I wanted a pet, I could even have one of those. And the rent was just $14.50. Plus, instead of having to put a month's rent down as a deposit, like all the Los Angeles places I'd looked at, I qualified for just a $300 deposit. In addition, the place was already empty and move-in ready. I could move in the next day if I wanted. I was not ready for that. But I had made a deal with Source that if in a day I stayed and found a place that met all my criteria, I would move there. So I signed the lease, and two weeks later, I moved to Sin City. From that place, which I lived in for seven years, I founded Ecstatic Meditation. I released the Ecstatic Meditation album, One. I was published in a fiction anthology and a couple of other nonfiction books. I met a significant soul family member. I began taking a two plus week trip to a new international destination every year. Well, until COVID interrupted that. And I got involved in a regenerative technology project that expanded me in so, so many ways. Ironically, once the receiver of the unwanted message to move to Las Vegas, I've become a desert dweller, frequently saying to others, move here now. Thank you for listening. The next episode, I'll share my adventure with invisible bedtime visitors. Until then, remember, 
that your spiritual journey is a supernatural adventure in and of itself. Enjoy the unfolding and embrace the unknown. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.